You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Every day is such a blessing. But Wednesdays is, Wednesdays, just, just the whipped cream and the cherry on top. It's just wonderful. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, two pastors this week called, I'm going to retire. I need someone. I, there's no one I can give them. We, I, we're, we're having preachers retire every week. It just breaks my heart. Men that are still, I, I there's no one to send. 28% of preachers quit during COVID. Just don't want to send. I, 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 I was praying this afternoon and pondering. I, I, don't, I want our boys to be able to go work for a man for two, three, four, five years, but I, I'm probably going to have to start sending some men out. Brother, Brother Everson, what, what are we going to do? It just, it just it's, it's, and it discourages me, all these preachers quitting. And I can't, you know, maybe some health needs, I don't know. I can't tell a guy. I had a preacher I met with recently this week, and, 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 and I can't tell him if it's God's will for him to, but I said, I don't, I don't see how it would be God's will. It's just, it's almost every day somebody's calling, several times a week, many times. And then, of course, not here in our church, but Retriever helped me. I, I've committed immorality against my wife. And I want, I'm, I'm in a distant state. I've been told, will you help me? Well, I know the family. And, you know, but it's, it's that. But I tell you what, Wednesday, Wednesday, I, I get to go to elementary chapel. I'm going to explain elementary chapel in a minute because it relates to my message. And I, your kids, your kids are just amazing. Then I go to high school. And it, it's, there's nothing like it. Those high schoolers are just they're just, they just warm my heart, fire my, I love your kids. And then I go to college, and, and those young people are just, they're just, just unbelievable uh, what great kids we have. Then I, I go to a college preacher boys class, and I love it. And uh, now tonight, to be able to speak, it's just a, a privilege. I want to go back to elementary chapel because it lays the foundation of what I want to talk to you about tonight. This year in elementary chapel, first semester and next semester, I have so many people involved in it. They, they just make it so great. But we begin with Brother Martinez and Brother Galvan singing and playing. It's like having two second graders with me. <laughs> I don't know which one's the most immature out of both of them, but because of their lack of maturity, they just have the best time. And constant, I mean, Brother Martinez, you can't get any better. He just loves what he does. He loves those kids. And those kids sing, and Brother Galvan, it's like, my goodness, they, they, they just work together so well. And, and we just sang and fellowship, and those kids are, they're right with it. And, and then um, the, 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 all semester, I'm, I'm, and this year I'm speaking on animals. And I don't really know anything about animals. I know you just kick them periodically, but I don't know much about animals if you have a cat. 
But I, I, don't know, I don't know anything about that. We used to have dogs when I was a kid, and I, especially our beagles, we had, I like those dogs. I love dogs. But, you know, my goodness, my wife, we, we saw a little puppy the other day. She said, what do you think? And then she answered, no, we can't take care of a puppy. And we just, we, we just can't. But I'd like to. I, I, I think those little puppies are awesome. But we're not going to get one, so don't anybody get an idea. Uh, I'll torment him. I'll get him a puppy. We, we don't want a puppy. But it's animals. There's about 100 animals in the Bible. And so with that, Brother Fenera shows every week about a three-minute video about the animal I'm speaking about. Today was the reindeer. And, and um, so he shows that animal. And, and then he also has a quiz, the animal of the day was reindeer today. And, and then a teacher, uh, I've assigned them all to have the character teaching of the day for about three to five minutes. And they teach character, kindness, and respect, and loyalty. And, and today was public speaking. And they speak, and then I give them the animal. I always bring a stuffed, beautiful animal. We had a reindeer today, so then that teacher's responsible to get it out at the end of the day to their kids. And then I speak about today the reindeer. And uh, it, we just have the best time. I showed them a clip. College, high school, I showed them a, a, a realistic clip of, of December the 7th, 1941, today. But I didn't think that'd be good for kids to see all the bombing. I, we, we had one more, was animated and what took place on that day. And we have it, we're up at 99 teeth we've lost so far this year. It's awesome. Just, it's just wonderful. And then their birthdays. And if you're having a birthday that week and they come and they get a gift. I, I just love being with those kids. I love it. And they're, they're just so real and so fun. You know, in studying about these animals, and I have a full notebook. I've studied since last spring because I knew, and I'd really, I never realized it was going to be so awesome. Um, I, I learned so many things. I'm not a hunter. I can't imagine why guys would want to go sleep in a stand and be out in the snow and wait for Bambi to come by and then shoot it. I can't, I can't, I can't wrap my mind about why you guys would want to do that. Um, but, you know, I learned so much about what, why they have antlers and why the males have it, but the females don't have antlers and, and does and hearts and H-A-R-T, uh, the heart, and, and, and the roebuck or the reindeer and, uh, in the Bible and all the different, the, the moose, which is deer family, of course. And, and I love looking at their characteristics and then applying it to the hearts of these kids. You know, as I look at these animals, it's an amazing thing that God has every one of them to have self-protection but one. The turtle can protect itself. God gave it a hard shell. And that hard shell, even if somebody walks on it accidentally, will probably prevent it from dying because God put a hard shell on all of them. I think of the lion, and the, God put razor-sharp teeth and paws to protect itself. The bear, the bear can stand up on its hind feet and reach up about from, from its paw to the top of its head about nine feet, and it protects itself. It can climb trees. It can protect itself from other predators. 
It can protect itself from man a lot of times. I, I think of the bee. How does the bee protect us? They'll sting you. You get too close to them and God has the ability for a little bee to sting you and say, you're in my habitat. Uh, you, you, we, we think of um, the snake. God says, okay, I'll put venom in them. And that venom will protect them from humans. In fact, you look at all these animals. Last night, an animal, and they live in my backyard at night. They all come to visit. They have a reunion out there. Uh, it's, it's, it's just that we have lights that go on, and they're going on and off all night long when there's... But we have raccoons in our backyard every night. I mean every night. And in our neighbor's backyard in the corner, right against our property, a skunk family lives. At about 1.30 this morning, Dr. Kellogg, did you smell that this morning? About 1.30 this morning till about 3.30, I could not sleep because they, I mean, it was, it had to be right by our bedroom window. It was beyond smell. I walk back there, I have a shed back there, and he's on the other side of the fence until nighttime, then he comes in our backyard and they fellowship. But, but I walk back there and it doesn't, he, he, he doesn't when I'm there leave us a, a, a real heavy odor, but it's like, hey Jack, I'm here. And it gives me a little, little smell, like, stay out of my area. There's a lot of things I'd like to do with that skunk. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how God gave them the ability to protect themselves? Isn't it amazing that the cow is the animal that never forgets if, who it was that wronged them? And so if some human comes, he gets the scent of that person, and he never loses the scent. And if you're gone for months and you come back, he'll know you're the bad guy. But the cow is also, of all animals, the, we're told, probably the most forgiving. If you're, you, 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 you'll, you'll pet them there and, and talk to them, they'll forgive you for past mistakes. Isn't it amazing that we take time uh, think of the deer, and I know we hunt for deer and all that. I'm not against that, whatever. But the deer has ears. When they hear a stick break, the ears go up and keen hearing, and their head turns, and then they begin, and they, they are so graceful as they flee the predator. The cow, again, the, the, the horse. I love reading about the horse in the book of Job. Because the horse lives for the rattle of the saber. He loves it. It's like, give me the, and the, the nostrils flare when he senses danger. The horse has two eyes, and they can rotate 180 degrees. But then when you add the head that turns, he can see with this eye 360 degrees. But while he's watching this way with this eye, this same eye can look at that way. They can put their eyes different directions. He's got all the way around him to hear or to see. A cougar is coming. He can smell it nearly a football field away. The horse can stand on his front two hoofs and kick 
and the horse can stand up and stomp with the front. The horse is an amazing thing because it can smell, it can it, it hear, tremendous hearing, and his ears go up, and he rotates his ears 180 degrees as well, and he rotates his head. Uh, there's so much to learn from animals. You folks know all this because you probably know about animals, but I don't know that much. And so as I study about the animals in the Bible, I'm, I'm learning so very much. It's just, it's incredible. But there's one animal that cannot protect itself. Everyone is equipped with a shield or something, a back or something to protect itself. The dog can bite. The, the dog can claw. Every animal protects itself but this one. And you're the one. God compares his people, you and me, to that particular animal. It's the sheep. The sheep has no defensive system at all. So you're going to have to have somebody help protect you. The word pastor is the word shepherd. And my job is to protect you. Look at Psalm 23, but I'm not the only shepherd. I'm coming to you on behalf of every mother and dad. Mother and dad, don't surrender too easily your children. You walk him down the aisle, and he said, I'll say, who giveth this woman to be married to this man? And he will say, her mother and I. And, and then you surrender and you leave your father and mother and cleave to your wife. The two become one flesh. You leave, you cleave, you weave. You become one. But kids, if you're trying to get away from your parents, it's an indicator you're not ready to get away from your parents. Now, there comes that day when, when it's time to get married or your time to move on with life, and I understand all that. But when you're just trying, after all, I'm 12 years of age now. I know more than my mother. No, mother has a lot to train because you're, you're not going to leave protected. You're going to endanger yourself. You're going to hurt yourself. You're still, the Bible calls you simple. It doesn't mean you're the stupidity. Absolutely not. Simple means you're inexperienced. Prudent means you're experienced. You're looking about many adults, half the crowd here tonight, adults, you're experienced in life. You know how to pay bills. Uh, you know how to care for things. Ladies, you, you, know how to, you know how to shop for groceries and stay within a budget. Uh, you, you know how to make meals. You know how to do laundry. You know how to take care of the clothing. You know how to decorate the house. Uh, you know how it is to, uh, to be, be a mother and a, and a wife and, and love your kids and love you. You're amazing. Sir, you know, you know, there's so much you know. You, you, you've got, you have to transfer that to your kids. And you don't want your dad or you don't want your mother's influence. It's an indicator that you're amplifying the fact that you're still simple. You need your parents. I think of how a parent is a shepherd. I think of how a pastor is a shepherd because you're defenseless. Kids, you're defenseless without your mom and dad. Bus kids, 
You're defenseless. You bus workers, I, I, I wish I could get on every bus. I can't. I wish I knew every bus kid. I don't know. I wish I knew every bus mother and father. I don't. But I tell you what, you bus workers tonight that are in this room and that are watching, you, you are shepherds to that, that flock. What would they do without you? I preached very strong about sodomy on Sunday morning. And it was difficult for me to do that. Especially that crowd, so many visitors. I got out here, there's a 16-year-old, just as sweet as can be, sweet, sweet bus girl. And she said to me, Pastor, thank you for preaching that today. And I said, well, it was hard and difficult. She goes, but it's true. I go to public school, and that's, that, that, that is what you preach is so true. And then her mother came up. And I thought, oh boy, I, I hope this is going to be good. And then I recognized and her mother said, Pastor, thank you. I got saved today. I'll be back next Sunday to be baptized. You know, you know how that happened? Because I'm a dynamic person. No, now, I'll tell you how that happened. There's some bus worker. I wonder how long you've been going to that door and knocking on that door. I wonder how long, it's, it's, you bus workers know, some of your kids have been riding the bus 5, 8, 10, 12, 14, 15, 16 years. I wonder how long you've been picking that girl up. It was very obvious, Brother Evan, that she had a poise about her, a dignity about her, that she knew how to sit in church. She, she, it, it's very obvious that she, she's been coming, very obvious that her mother had to be some type of sweet lady. She, I saw her during church, she listened intently. I, I'm so grateful. The, the bus workers, they minister to the needs of these kids and these families. I saw a mother at the door, and she brought her two little beautiful boys up there Sunday morning. And you could tell it was a rough situation. And, and, uh, and we were talking, and, and I said, do you have your tree yet? And she said, no, we don't. I said, are you planning to get one? She goes, well, not really. I want one. I said, we'll get you one. And when I say, I get, we'll get, I didn't say I, I said, we'll get you one. That's, that's what God's people do around here. I said, how many kids do you have? She goes, four. I said, what's Christmas look like? She goes, well, pastor, it's, it's, it's tough this year. I said, our church would be glad to get you some presents. I think Brother John Morris, you're standing, I said, give her, and he said, I'll, I'll get her name. I think it was you, Brother John. We'll take, we'll, you know what, bus workers, I want to thank you for giving us that privilege. I want to write some checks to our church, that fund, so the Bevan, I want to be, shepherds, how could we, Sunday school, Brother Reamers, I've been here all these years, and I thank God for all the Sunday school teachers all the years, but Brother Manley, I think you'd agree with me, you've been here all these, our Sunday school teachers are just amazing. The A section sits here downstairs, the B section here, the C section here, the Spanish over at the other property where they are tonight. And I'm going to tell you something. Our teachers are such dedicated people, but they give themselves to their classes. They're shepherds. I'll get where I'm going. I'll, I'll be done in just a few moments. I, I, think of the, I think of the school teachers here. You're shepherds. 
I think about you ushers that you take your area and you shepherd it. I think of the deacons, we call them under shepherds. They have, each one has about 44 families. And we cover those families. You deacons know this. And we get a report on Tuesday night at deacons meeting where, where we've been and what we've been caring for. And if it's not an unspoken request, I, I get to find out about what the need is. Because I have, I have deacons that are praying for you and caring for you and, and trying to minister your need. You know, the joy to be a shepherd. I, I think today of the coaches. I, I saw all those coaches last night coaching. They, what, what are they doing with our boys? They're shepherding them. They're taking your son, and instead of mama and dad all telling them, make the bed, do this, do this, that, those coaches, are, you're letting them correct them and instruct them, and they're learning how to say yes and obey another authority. That one boy last night went to a referee and said, oh, come on! Because they'd be on the bench in a heartbeat. That's not how, we're not, we're not refereeing the game. The coach can do that. You, you, that's part of his job with the referee. Come on, ref, explain this one to me. I don't know how you do that. I've never been a coach, but I, I, what are you doing? You, you coach, I, I tell you what the cheerleader coaches are doing. And you young girls that work with the cheerleaders and, and Mrs. Fenner and others, I tell you what you're doing, you're training those girls, you're shepherding them. They can come to talk to you, they can love you. I know, I, I, I know I'm going, but there's a purpose why I'm saying this. Everybody in this room needs to take the fact that I'm a shepherd. You, you college faculty and administrators and Brother Oxide and all the faculty that you work with you, uh, that you're shepherding the lives of the, the people that are going to take our spots and come assist us, come alongside us, and then eventually uh, be in charge of these churches and these schools and these ministries. You're shepherding them. Uh, a shepherd is never cruel to the sheep. Uh, a, a shepherd never hits the sheep. A shepherd is always loving to the sheep. Psalm 23, first verse, let's read it together. Ready, begin. The Lord is my shepherd. He's the great shepherd, but we're the little shepherd. Mama, you're the little shepherd. Dad, you're the little shepherd. Pastor, you're the little shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Here it is, I shall not want. That's provision. You provide a classroom. You provide a bus. You provide an auditorium. You provide the, the nourishment for that person that is so needed. I shall not want. A lot of times our sheep, they want to peek their noses over to the next pasture. But, but you, because you're a good shepherd, you try to keep them in the fold. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. That's, that's provision. He maketh me to lie down and Green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. That's peace. Not rushing waters, but, but pastures that are green and water that's calm. Children need to be raised in a home where it's peaceful. We're not yelling and raising our voice. We're not losing it. We're not mood swings. Children need a home where my daddy loves my mama. My mama loves my daddy. My parents, they love me to death. They just love me. 
that Sunday school class, they'll, they'll send. You know why all these chapels and it's, I have all these people that are doing things and helping me? You know why elementary chapel is so good? Because I have all those shepherds shepherding with me. High school, we have these shepherds that shepherd with me. In college, we have the shepherds that shepherd with me. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want provision. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. That's peace. Look at the next verse. He restoreth my soul. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That's purity. Lead your sheep into pure righteousness. Look at verse 4. Do you know, see the presence? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and these sheep do, I will fear no evil. Here it is. Here, here, why? Because thou art with me. That's God's presence. If Jesus goes with me, mama's presence needs to be there. Seen and unseen. You can just sense that mama is part of your life. Daddy's part of my life. The church is part of my life. My Sunday school teacher's concerned for me. My bus captain's concerned. Notice what he says. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's preparation. A table is the same word in Spanish as it is in, is in, in Hebrew. Table is a mesa. It's a flat place. A lot of places in Arizona, they have mesas. One city is called the mesa. It's the flat place. And what the shepherd does, he keeps the sheep with another shepherd in the sheepfold. And he goes ahead and he goes up to higher terrain where they can still have, uh, we're losing the, 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 the veg vegetation here and the water here. So they move up to higher plains where there's still snowfall coming. Still, still snow water's coming. And he goes ahead and he says that there's jagged rocks and so he's not gonna take the sheep that path. And it gets to a mesa and he clears it out and he puts a sheepfold there. And the Bible says, thou preparest a table before me, a, a flat spot in the presence of my enemies. What kind of enemies? Lions? What kind of an enemies? Uh, mountain goats? Uh, what kind of enemies? Something that's going to hurt the sheep. But the shepherd, because, because the shepherd loves, he, he, he protects and, and he prepares a place as Sunday school is a prepared place where kids can come to a safe place and the bus route and the Christian school and the youth group and the church and the whole entire ministry, a safe place. And the amazing thing about it, John 10 says, there's no door because the shepherd becomes the door. Because you're going to come in and get my sheep, you've got to come through me. And then he says in verse number six, surely goodness and mercy, this is the pinnacle, shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. One of these days, all this 
problems in this whole world that man has created is going to be gone. And the pinnacle is that we get to, that, that, the word pinnacle, to, to go high. I'm going higher someday. What a flight that was for your mom last week in the presence of God. And Brother Mike last week in the presence of God. I'm glad I'm a shepherd. I love being a shepherd. So my introduction is finished, and now I'm in John 10, but I'm out of time. So you read John 10. John 10, he says 19 times, my sheep, the sheep, the sheep, six times, the shepherd. And he talks about the sheepfold. Because God's people need a safe place. Your home ought to be the safest place in all the world. That classroom ought to be the safest place in all the world. That bus route, the safest place. You're carrying cargo that are sheep. Sheep are amazing because without the shepherd, they wander. The sheep will come and they'll follow one. It starts to walk and they'll follow it and they'll follow them right off a cliff. One first one goes off a cliff, the second goes off. And, and that's why one of the reasons for the crook on the, sh- on the staff because the shepherd comes and there they are. They're down four feet, five feet on the side of a mountain. And he takes the shepherd crook and he gets under the front two legs and he puts that hook underneath him and he pulls him back to safety. The amazing thing about a rod is the rod... If you've ever seen one or read about our study, it's an amazing thing. It's something that can be thrown nearly the length of a football field. And the accuracy, it's very accurate. The shepherd uses the rod to scare away wild prey. Sometimes I think, I imagine God's people must think pastors against everything. Oh, yes. Because I know when lions come in and the bears come in and attack your children, I know what the end result is. Jeremiah says four times that the shepherds were careless. They didn't care for the sheep. Long time from now, I'll get old and die off the scene. Please promise me this. Get a shepherd that loves the elementary kids. He he has to go to elementary chapel. Well, I'm not equipped to work with those kids. Well, you're going to have to change. Then don't vote that guy in. You're going to have to love those kids. You're going to have to get as excited that when I'm dead and gone 50 years from now, you're going to have to get excited about that kid losing his teeth as his tooth as as he is. It's a big thing for a kid. It's a big thing to come up there and and tell me, this is my birthday today. That's a big thing. And it ought to be a big thing to you. And you don't talk. You get down on that knee and you're good eyeball to eyeball and you talk to them. So you think you might have a party? Oh, yes, have a party. Did you get any money for that tooth? 50 cents. And the next kid said $50 two weeks ago. Whoever that family is, would you please adopt me? 
And please, please, 50 years from now, pastor, don't go up to high school thinking all teenagers are rebels. I feel so, so humbled to know these teenagers. So, Brother Fenner, you're shaking your head. You agree. They're the best. I love our kids. I just love them. You don't have to coerce my wife and I to go to a basketball game or a soccer game. I want to be there for them, but I tell you what, I want to be there to watch those kids and cheer them on. And then I want to be with these kids in the college. If, if the next guy 50 years from now doesn't want to go preach to college kids, he's missing the privilege. And then I want to talk to the elderly. And I want to have, I've got that long list of the widows, widowers, their people. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.